Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to Miller and Condon. Uh, trust everybody had a good Canada Day, getting ready for a big, big weekend ahead of us here. Uh, Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller, on 1460 KX and 106.3 on the FM dial. As we talk sports with you, and we'll do so for the next couple of hours, appreciate you spending some of that uh, time here with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list, looking forward to this. It's an annual affair. It's just one of those boxes that you get to check off if you are counting down the days to college football as certainly uh, well, I won't speak for Trent, but I can in this case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, counting down the days to college football, and one of those boxes you check is when you get Phil Steele's magazine, and then subsequently have him on the radio to talk about uh, what he put together. Uh, and it's out. It's at uh, Barnes and Nobles. I'm sure you can order it online and digital copy as well. Uh, but Phil Steele will join us at the bottom of our number one. So in about 28 minutes or so, and we will do our damnedest being on time, as I'm sure he's got a pretty tight schedule. So Phil Steele at the bottom of the hour. Starting hour number two, Dave Sproul, 1430 on the AM dial. TJ Otzelberger and a number of seemingly newcomers uh, to the Cyclones roster. Gabe Kalsher, uh, Blake Hinson. Those were two of the interviews that I saw from yesterday. Um, Oh, there's a couple others. Memory escapes me at the moment. But we will talk about, uh, because Sproul was there, I saw the 1430 mic flag strategically showing up in a lot of television shots. So Sprout at 11.05, Kakert at 11.25, and then about 11.45 before we get out of here for the long weekend, we will allow four of our listeners an opportunity to win some barbecue at Claxons. You know the rules. You can only participate whether you win or not once every 30 days. And if you haven't uh, played in the last 30 days, you'll be uh, eligible to call in. About 11.45, we'll give you games, a couple of props. Yes, we're going to put the hot dog contest into it. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, coming up at about 11.45. So, Trent, we had a basketball game that Stunk. wasn't much of a basketball no. game, unfortunately. Yeah, it really wasn't. Uh, I think maybe some of the bigger news from the sports world was the... Um, uh, the developing story, uh, Shikari Richardson, the sprinter who dominated, what, last weekend, right? Yeah, last weekend out in Oregon in the heat uh, in the uh, Olympic trials. She has taken her 30-day suspension, uh, not for eating a taco, um, for smoking pot in a state where smoking pot is legal. And I don't think it's a performance-enhancing drug, but apparently it is still on the, what I'll call now an antiquated list of uh, drugs that will um, put you in the suspension protocol, and that's what happened to her. Um, Again, she was doing it in a a state that was legal. She's an athlete. If she knows that it is a Mm no-no, then it is on her. What was as refreshing as hell, she didn't make an, uh, an excuse. She owned it. She said she did it. She apologized for it. Not that she had to in my book. No. Um, 
when you and I are in Vegas, the first stop the cab's making is at the cannabis store. <laughs> right. I'm gonna, I'll tell you this right now. All right. That, Fair uh, enough. But before we get to the hotel, <laughs> we're making a stop. It's perfectly legal to do so, and I believe one year, uh, you know, maybe the entire country. It isn't Canada. It's, it's, it's wherever. Yeah. It's not just Manitoba or B.C. It's the whole country, and a lot of countries are going to like this. So I feel bad for her because she was one of the Olympic athletes I was looking forward to watching. I was right there with you. And to see this come down. Now, there, is there still a possibility? I thought I said something last well, night. I hope you're right. I, I didn't. I saw that she accepted it, and she ruled herself out of the games. Okay, because I thought there was a possibility. The individual event, she'd be out, but maybe one of the relays that she'd be able to go now, that's on. That's strange. So you but again, run... this was something on Twitter that I just saw in passing. Gotcha. It wasn't an article. It wasn't anything like that. It could have been, as we know mm-hmm. on Twitter, mm-hmm. somebody that didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right, they're ass from the elbow. So right. yeah. that was just something that happened across. You, you, you find those people on Twitter <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. Fact, there's one you can follow at Trent Condon. Yeah, I was going to say show count. Uh-huh. I'm Ken Miller. Right, <laughs> we got plenty of those that are out there. But somebody reminded me today that I was putting Babe Ruth and Shohei Otani in the same sentence earlier in the week, and I was. Yeah, I saw Logan uh, made, made sure to remind you of that one, and then yeah, he promptly gives up seven. yesterday. Did no. we? Meant to, meant to, I'm sure. Oh yeah, just uh, that moved to the bottom, I guess, of the show list. It's. For her, it sucks. I Just imagining this. My question to you as I was seeing this, and we're kind of on opposite ends of the specter- spectrum as it pertains to cannabis. Mm-hmm. It was never anything that clicked with me. Mm-hmm. When I first tried it in college a few times, mm-hmm. it was after the bar, and I just pass out. I'm like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> right. Like, what's the point? Yeah. So I just never got into it. And I partake from time to time, but incredibly rarely. Yeah. But to see something like this, to see where we are in the world... The medicine behind it, the right. science behind it. Yeah, the medical benefits. How far, how long away are we from this not happening? What Olympic cycle will we be mm. where this isn't a story? You see the NBA player that was suspended yesterday from the league. Yes. Young guy. From, uh, from the Raptors. Yes. Right. Young guy. And I thought, not those stories were going to be completely gone, but I thought we were getting closer and closer mm-hmm. to that. And we are closer and closer because is there still even a marijuana policy in the NBA? I don't think there is. I don't think there is in the NFL as well. Right. Uh, I don't think there should be. So many states, it's legal. It's, I, I, I don't know. I know some people um, are, are still against it. I get that. Um, everybody's different. I, I just, people are uh, against sports wagering. Right. People are against alcohol. That's true. that's true. People are against caffeine. Yep. There are people that are against a lot of things. Trent, you could have gotten your car. Bombed out of her mind on booze. She could have taken opioids, or she could have taken you know painkillers or whatever, um, and participated in the Olympic Games for sure. The alcohol mm-hmm. and alcohol is worse in my opinion. But uh, anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. Um, you know my opinion. Yeah. You know where the cab's going? Yes, yes. As soon as we get there, it's perfectly legal. Well, you can show me around a little bit. Because I went in one of those places one time and I was overwhelmed. It's just amazing. Yeah. I never thought I would see it in my lifetime. <laughs> From sneaking around and, you know, anyways. Um, yeah, where did we get here? Well, I, because Shikari knows? Richardson. So yes. she, she's out. Uh, disappointing because she is, a, I think, a bona fide star in the making. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's unfortunate that we won't get to see her test herself uh, against the world's best. But as she said in the piece and said, um, I think she was on one of the morning shows this morning, TV. It's not Good Morning America. Um, does NBC have one? Today. NBC, yeah, the Today Show. That's yep. what it was. Uh, and and she uh, and very forthcoming. 
So, anyways, uh, what else is going on in the world of sports? I watched a little yesterday. Brewers baseball. It was just me hanging out with my buddy Brian Anderson last night. Yeah, that was kind of all. Didn't get in the Cardinals game at all. Of course, the Twins White Sox played in the afternoon, mm-hmm. so the sweep happens there and. The amount of money I'm going to owe Sean Roberts at the end of this season. <laughs> I hope you didn't do it on a per game basis. We did. Oh my! It's like points bet. Yeah. We. So what? How much did you stake? How we many... put. I can't remember what we bet to win the division. Oh, I'm sure he remembers. Oh, I'm sure he does too. And I'll have to look through the text messages as we're kind of figuring out the details. But say it was. I think it might have been twenty five. Twenty five bucks. I think whoever wins the division. Yeah. But by how many games was a five dollar per game oh, kicker? Oh no! This thing might end up costing me. <laughs> Twenty games? That's an extra hundred bucks. Uh, right now, it's going to how much is it a game? It's so you're hooked seventy five bucks. They're down fifteen. That thing might balloon to twenty five by the end. So of So right this now, one. you're hooked a hundred to them with the oh, twenty five bucks to win the division. It's going to cost me two hundred bucks. A stupid Twins team. Well, who's his who's his NFL team? Is it the Bears? No, the Giants. Well, maybe you can you know see if you can work a little bit. I'm not of that. real confident there either. All right. Well, just take your medicine and yeah. write that check or reach into your pocket <sighs> and pull out that hundo. Robert's going to be happy about that. He should be. And, uh, Thank God Emery really didn't good. get uh, pulled into that one, too, or I'd owe double. Because it sound, by the sounds of things, you were looking for Emery to I, make a similar bet, were you? Take I some of his money? Twins. I love them so much coming into the year. What an idiot I am. So, yeah, watch a little Brewers baseball. NBA stunk. Of course, no hockey. It, it was bad. You know what I watched last night? I watched uh, DeGrom. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the Braves. You know, did the color on the Braves game last night, and I wasn't aware that he was, and this might not be an everyday occurrence. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, and he's made, you know, he made, oh, God, how much Tom Glavin make in his career? But I'm 200 saying, million? Okay, something like that. I, he played earlier, so I'll go a little bit lower than yeah. that. But certainly over north of 100 million. Mm-hmm. But he's, he was pretty good. I was mean, he? a pitcher's perspective doing a, a Jacob deGrom game, mm-hmm. Um, albeit from the other side, but um, it was it was a pretty good watch. And Degrom was Degrom, although he gave up a home run early in the baseball game. And what I, what was what, what struck me, he, walked, he struck uh, struck out fourteen. He was really hashing the ball that because he couldn't believe he gave up a home run. He was stunned <laughs> that he gave up a home run. I mean, just he, he honestly, Trent, it yeah. was like. He was asked about it, and he, he he talked about the pitch at length. It was where I wanted to put it, and I can't believe he got it. I mean, this is the point that we're at, that it's almost a major league player um, to make contact with, let alone take him out of the yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the only baseball that I watched yesterday. I tried to turn on my Blue Jays earlier, and you were right. I know that was one yeah. of your picks. You took 2-0 yesterday, yesterday again. Did your second one come yeah. in, too? I knew that you had the uh, the Mariners. Uh, I watched the basketball game last night, though. I I, um, I stuck with it. It was not entertaining. With the exception, you know who was really good and, and needed to be, and maybe he used Charles Barkley calling him absolutely useless <laughs> earlier in the week as motivation um, because he was in that game? It's amazing. And then Barkley, I'll just echo what Barkley said, paraphrasing it, uh, what he said at halftime. Look, it's amazing when a seven-footer decides to dominate down low instead of standing mm-hmm. out and taking threes. And that's exactly what happened. The Hawks had zero answer for the remaining Bucks bigs uh, down low. They ate their lunch. Brooke Lopez uh, was 40-1 to to be the leading scorer in the game. I did see that afterwards. So you I didn't fire at that back. one, no. Didn't, didn't go back to the well there and hit Brooke Lopez. But the other thing that I, I thought... Barkley was spot on after the game, talking about Drew Holiday. Yeah. And, and he said, and I agree with him, Chris Middleton's a nice player. Mm-hmm. He's never going to be a top 10 player in the league, 15 player. Right. 
Drew Holiday, though, from what we know he can do offensively, uh-huh. but defensively, being able to guard a great point guard, a great two guard, a great swing guy, that defensive ability, there's times where it can be really rough with him on the offensive end, but as long as he brings it on that side, it gives Milwaukee a shot. And then mm-hmm. kind of thinking forward, if the Bucks do close this out, and of course get Giannis back, thinking about Drew Holiday, though, out there trying to lock down Chris Paul. Yeah. That's a fun thought. That is, that is. You know, and he, he distributed the ball so well last night. That was the best I've seen him play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was yesterday's yes. game. Yeah. I'm uh, right and and they you. needed to. I mean, this is a series that, you know, as, as, as sports fans, it was, it, it, it's okay. If the games were better, better, it'd be better. Right. With the, with the two superstars. Yeah. I mean, you take the best player off of both teams off the floor. That's weird. And to do so in a conference final. But that's where we're at. And like you say, hopefully, if it is the Bucks, we'll get Giannis back. I just want to see this thing go on. Yeah. You know, because I, I give the NHL no shot. Maybe, maybe five games. But I tonight be would be so, the one. They better win tonight. I'm yeah. talking. They. I'm talking about the Canadians. They better win tonight for this thing to be a series at all. I just don't think it is. I'm kind of trending that I, direction. Yeah, I, I think that it's not their. It's not luck. It's not luck. I was going to say their luck ran out. That's not fair to them because they beat they beat a really good team. I think a good team in Toronto. They kicked the crap out of the Jets, and then the Vegas uh, beating Vegas. That's no small. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal uh, for that to happen. So, I saw anyways. a prop up at, I think it was Bet Rivers, will it be a sweep in that series? What do you mm-hmm. think the odds are of a sweep, of Tampa winning well, the next Well, they've got to be favored right now. You get plus money. But not much, I would say. I think it was plus 185. That's way more than I would have thought. Yeah, to get basically back-to-back victories for yeah. Tampa and to close it out. So that's one you might be looking at, huh? Wow, well, that's, that's way more than I would have thought All that right. it would have been. You know, speaking of uh, percentages, you know, the Cubs uh, fan graphs, I saw this, I think Buster Olney tweeted this this morning. Um, Cubs playoff possibilities, 13.5%. That's it. 13.5%. Wow. Uh, so what does that mean for that roster? Especially, you know, they go into Cincinnati this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of feel like, you know, you a couple of weeks ago trying to make a case for your twins yep. to come back. Yep. Just trying to make the case for the Cubs to stay alive uh, until we get to the middle of August, end of August. The White Sox are a really nice story, but they don't move the needle like the team on the north side of town, right? right. It's just a fact. Um, they don't. Uh, Milwaukee has a small percentage of fans. They're a fun team to watch. I like watching that team. Um but the Cubs and then the Cardinals are the two teams that uh, you know either one of those to stay into it. In particular, the Cubs and man, I don't know if they will. What do, who's pitching for the Cubs this weekend? Have you seen pitching matchups? Uh there was a TBD when I was looking yesterday on that. Well, they've got, that. they've had a lot of those lately. Right. Trying to figure out who it is. So tonight it is Alec Mills. Yeah, Alec Mills. That's where they're to, to stop this streak. That's their. Well, I mean, they have no choice. Alzale on Saturday. Oh God. And then Sunday it'll be Hendricks. So there's the positive before they and, and welcome in the And Phillies. who counters for Cincy? Uh, tonight it will be Sonny Gray. Yeah. It'll be Molly. He's pretty good. He's all right. Yeah, I, I mean. And I then Wade Miley, Miley, who's been all right. Cy Miley. <laughs> I wouldn't go quite that far. No, I know. Tom Glavin made $130 million. In that's his what he made. See, that's a lot of money yes. for the, for when he, when he pitched. I mean, what he's Garrett Cole money right now. Oh, absolutely. So him at, I mean, how about those three guys? How much would Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox have combined to make in their prime? A billion into, dollars combined? Oh, jeez. For Fair sure. Yeah. Easily. Easily. 
So we are now a day past the world coming to an end. Athletes being paid. <laughs> yeah, Dabo Sweeney, did he or? No. He did not quit. Well, and here, here's the caveat. He said if they were paid. This is not them being paid. This is them using their likeness. Mm. I, I've seen some Clemson fans online making that argument. Imagine he, that term. He said only if they were actually paid. They're not being mm-hmm. paid. They're just able to use what their do, name. Ha, now, do Gamecocks have a different opinion? I'm going to guess. I'm going to yeah. guess so too, right? Yeah. So uh, I was listening to Pat Forty and Dan Wetzel, their podcast last yeah. night, formerly of How Yahoo. About Forty's daughter. Yeah. Going to the Olympics and dad's going to cover. Did I'm you gonna, read that story? That you know, I didn't. It's awesome. Is it? It's. Get a tissue Tear next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll be dusty right. when you read through it. Yeah. It was really, really awesome. And I like those guys. Yeah, yeah can, I like Pat Forty. Can too. Forty rub you the wrong way at times? Does he go too far? I think, He's a columnist. That's all the what good they, ones do. That's absolutely right. Wetzel, he just cracks like milk toast. Right. Wetzel is maybe one of my favorite columnists and just sports people in general. Brilliant. Yes. I, I really yes. like that guy. Yeah. He uh but they're talking last night on a national level, who would be the people looking back at history that would have made the most money in name, image, and likeness? And you know, recent you think of Zion. Mm-hmm. But he's around for a year. Right. Yeah, he would have had a deal from Nike right. when he started yeah. because he had the buzz and he had the name and he had the dunks and he had the Instagram followers. And then the shoe, remember he blew a shoe? <laughs> right, right. He had all the, everything works there, but it was for a year. So they were talking about the Peyton Mannings. Four years, mm. was a star for pretty much mm-hmm. all of them. Tim Tebow, absolutely oh, sure. a ton of money. So I wanted to bring it here to the local front. Looking back at history, who would be the Hawkeye and Cyclone athletes? As far back as you want to go? I mean, let's keep Can you it. Go Chuck Long? There's a good one. And remember, Chuck had the decision to go to the NFL draft before his senior season, made the decision to come back. I mean, think about that. The Heisman hype that was already yeah. starting and starting to build, obviously finished a second to Bo. Mm-hmm. He's got to be, he's in the top five at the very least. Mm-hmm. And that's going back a long t- ways. So the one that I thought of right away for Iowa State. Oh, I got one for Iowa State. It was Fred Hoyer. Yeah, absolutely. First name that comes to mind. Local kid. Local kid. Right. And I think that's a huge part All because American my looks. Tim Dwight, that was that also was, That's another good one, Trent. Yep. Local kid. Mm-hmm. Iowa City kid that stayed home, mm-hmm. that had opportunities. Goofy is all get out. Just, I mean, everything. That mm-hmm. that was a huge part of it. Him and Tavian together. I mean, the TNT kind of commercials that mm-hmm. probably would have been out there. But then I started to think, you know, here more recently. Megan Gustafson, Caitlin Clark. Gustafson, though, though, that was a phenomenon just very late in her career. Okay, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark, though, bang. Yeah. That's the one here, and certainly of current athletes. Yeah, without a doubt. I think more than Spencer Lee. Spencer Lee on the wrestling mat is awesome. Yeah. He is in a niche sport, mm-hmm. but he's a Pennsylvania kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's not from here. Being from here, I think, is a huge component of these too. conversations, too. You don't have to be. But it helps. Mm-hmm. It goes a long way. It feels like Niang's from here. He's not, but it feels like he is. That's a great semi-recent one, absolutely. He, um, he, I think he would have made a boatload. And was around for four years. Yeah, was around for four years. Because him and Matt really Thomas, who makes more? Teams. Who makes more? It's Niang. not close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... Monty Morris. Niang. Right. He he had the uh-huh. personality. Right. That was a part Monty of it, too. Morris would have cashed into it. You know what... Did, what uh, I mean, that what he did to Flint, the water, mm-hmm. uh, high V... Uh, teaming up and sending all that water out to his hometown. Um, Monty Morris would have made money, but Niang would have made a boatload. Caitlin Clark is, I don't know who's advising, representing, helping mm-hmm. her, 
I mean, she should have a camp starting Monday at, at Dowling or, right. or wherever. Mm-hmm. Is that new complex in West Des Moines built, that new sports complex? Is it is it coming open? along. KCCI had a story on it earlier this week. Oh, um, did they? Yeah, they're going What's to have... What's it called again? I should know this. It's, it's Mid-American. It is. You're, yeah, Mid-American. Right. Yep. So it's getting close. I know some of the and hockey... where is it, Trent, in West Des Moines? So if you're... As you're leaving West Des Moines, if you take that grand exit right before you kind of get to the Highway 5 bypass exit, yep, yep, yep. you take that, you take a right and go out that way. That's, That's how you where get it there. Is. Okay. Yeah. So it is basically south of everything in West mm-hmm. Des Moines. They're developing that area in a big way further west. Granny, remember it used to stop after yeah. you got, that's no more. They've extended that road out and they're mm-hmm. developing that, that area too. Really cool area down there. And this place... I drove by it maybe a month ago, went out to West Grand Golf and hit some golf balls one day. And, oh, yeah, this is out here. Let's, you cannot describe how massive really? this complex is. They have three full-size soccer fields that look tiny. <laughs> three of them back to back to back. Yeah. And it just looks like a sliver yeah. of what this overall and footprint two is. two gyms? No, no. Oh, no, no, no. No. They're going to have three full-size hockey rinks. They're going to have what? Now this is news. Yeah, to me. they're going to have the possibility of having something like I want to say I saw they could have forty volleyball games going on at the same time in this one big area that they have open up. How much land did they take? All of it. <laughs> I mean, it it feel, feels that way. And, and who it, owns it? I don't know. I think the city of West Des Moines, Do now they? that you say that. I, I think that was part of it. I'll send you the link okay. to it because it was informative for me, so too. put it on our, our Miller yes. and Condon account. Yes, because it was a good piece and, and really made a lot of sense. And yep. I, I'm almost positive, though, that this is a city of West wow. Des Moines. They're going to have a lot of people coming in. Right. And then the hotels that they're building, new ones kind of in that mm-hmm. area down there because you can have teams from across the country coming in to play hockey tournaments Jeez. and soccer tournaments and basketball and volleyball. Oh, the hotel space for sure. How far from Jordan Creek would you say? Six minutes. Seven okay. minutes. Yeah. You, can, you can get to at least the back end of, of right. Jordan Creek area. Because there's a lot of hotel space and restaurants out there, yep. obviously. That's pretty cool. That's going to be where yeah. it goes. Yeah, so Caitlin, uh-huh. make the phone call. Have that. All the local people. Oh, Trent. I mean, A football camp. Yes. You think of you know, Kerner. Mm-hmm. Dialing kid. Mm-hmm. Has a story to go along with it. Yeah. His dad, he's always on Twitter having a good time, right. Gary. That that story, that three-parter that, uh, was it Emmert that wrote it? I think it was mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Boy, that's a good read. It is. Uh, unbelievable. You know what we're going to do right now? We're going to take a break on time. Yeah, how about that? Um, Phil Steele coming up next. College football conversation with the author of the College Football Bible, Phil Steele's 2021. It is out. It is available. And we will talk to Phil Steele next. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106. Media. And welcome back. 10.30 on a Friday, Getaway Friday. None of the local shows on the air to, on uh, on Monday. However, the uh, Saturday morning pregame, they will be on the air. I saw a tweet from the fellas this morning that they're planning on being in tomorrow at 8 a.m. Phil Steele, uh, momentarily we will talk to Phil Steele. You can buy the magazine digital version of it or you can pick it up. 
uh, and have it to, in your hand, as uh, Trent and I both do. Uh, pitch, picked it up at Barnes & Noble. Phil Steele, the most accurate college football magazine over, uh, well, since the turn of the century. And he is about to join us. Uh, let's get him on here. Phil, along with uh, Trent Condon, this is Ken Miller. How are you, Phil Steele? Good to talk to you again. Oh, it is great to talk to you guys again, and so much better than last year at this time, huh? When we were wondering if we're going to have a football season, when we put the magazine out, and all of a sudden all the schedules change and teams canceled seasons. This is, it's remarkable how happy I am about the return to normalcy for college football. You and me, but I think the entire listening audience would agree with that. So, uh, Phil, just um, you know, regarding that, did, was there anything that uh, you did uh, you, you would have included pre-COVID magazine as opposed to this one just because of uncertainty, or is the magazine back to the way it always was uh, prior to the uh, 2020 pandemic? Yeah, the magazine last year was the full 352 pages. The only difference was we cut the distribution a little bit, and we we stayed with that again this year, and it's really helped out. Uh, let me give you a quick explanation. We went exclusively to Barnes & Noble and Books A Million this year, as opposed to the entire distribution network, and the benefit is we used to send the page last page of the press, and then we'd have to wait about four weeks until it actually got on the newsstands. We'll go on exclusively to Barnes & Noble and Books A Million this year. I sent the last page of the press on June 15th, and about a week and two days later, it was already appearing at some Barnes & Noble. So I'm really happy with the new distribution that we have, just going to Books A Million, Barnes & Noble. It's really streamlined the operations and got things out a lot quicker. You know what, Phil, and I'll back that up because I know that, um, you know, following your tweets, etc., that Iowa State's Matt Campbell seemingly was one of the last coaches you must have spoken to because I thought, wow, that seems late that Phil's just getting around to <laughs> Iowa State. I wonder if the magazine is going to be late. Yeah, and, you know, the the thing about it this year was the transfer portal. The oh, transfer sure. portal uh, went on it, well, it went on the, all the way to July 1st, but it really died down the last two weeks. But we were able to capture every transfer that happened all the way up to June 15th. And when that last page went to the press, uh, I'll give you an example. You guys know Luke McCaffrey, who was playing sure. with uh, Nebraska. He transferred to Louisville. And all spring he was at Louisville, and then he hit the transfer portal again at the end of May. And I'm like, well, we'll never catch him. I get a call from Coach Bloomgren of Rice on June 13th. He says, Phil, Luke McCaffrey's here. And so we <laughs> nice. rewrote the, the rewrote the quarterback write-up, offensive write-up, total write-up, put him in the starting lineup, and captured that on the page. So we were able to capture every transfer that happened all the way up to June 15th. Uh, that's awesome, Phil. It is the Bible if you're a college football fan. So much information in here. I think I tell you every year, my favorite, the first place I always turn is turnovers equal turnaround. Looking at that, your surprise teams. You have so many of those different articles that become kind of a yearly part of the Phil Steele College Football Preview. What's your favorite one, though, to write? What's the one that you get most excited about putting down and you think maybe has the most benefit as you're previewing teams? Well, you know... My heart says turnovers equals turnaround because that's one we put in 27 years ago as the first of the mm. analytical articles, uh-huh. and that's prior to analytics being a thing 27 years ago. Uh, and then we've changed, you know, each and every year we've added something uh, a little bit new. I would have to say close wins, close losses because, uh, you know, the close wins, close losses take the total amount of close wins, subtract the close losses, and come up with the total line. 
And generally, those teams are just a few plays away from a much different season. I give you an example: Texas last year. You know, Texas's three losses. They lost to TCU, a game where uh, they fumbled at the goal line at the end, down by two points or would have won. They had a four overtime game against Oklahoma, and they let Iowa State almost start to finish, uh, giving up a touchdown with I think about two minutes left the first time they trailed all game. You change one play in each of those three games, they're ten and zero last year. Tom Herman's still the head coach, and uh, it's a completely different situation. Ironically, when I was talking to Coach Sarkeesian this year, he brought up the fact they were three plays away from being unbeaten last year, and that he was highly confident in this year's team. As well as he should be. Yeah, it was a long kick in the uh, Texas-Iowa State game by as good a kicker as their uh, Dicker the kicker, right? Uh, as That's good a right. kicker as there is in college football. Well, speaking of Iowa State, uh, your power poll that comes out, you can find it on page 39. Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and lo and behold, there's Iowa State at number six, Phil Steele. Cyclone fans have never experienced anything like this in a preseason, uh, and you've got them, uh, you've backed it up uh, as far as their feelings about this team you have the cyclones at number six yeah and did you ever expect anything like that for iowa state uh, with all the years that we've gone through i was going to mention to you guys how about iowa state and iowa being way up there in the rankings mm-hmm. like they are this year that's that's uh, amazing but matt campbell's doing a fantastic job at iowa state he's uh built this team the right way you look at last year they had practically no experience on the offensive line yet at the end of the year they were a semifinalist for the Joe Moore Award. That's how good the offensive line came around. When I talked to Coach Campbell this year, he told me this is the deepest offensive line they've had here and a chance to be really special. Now, you take that offensive line and you merge it with Brock Purdy, a quarterback, with the nation's best running back, perhaps, in Brees Hall, the best tight end room in the country, in Charlie Kolar, Chase Allen headlined that group, and some good receivers like Xavier Hutchinson. Then you factor in the defense. The defense has got my number two set the linebackers in the country, uh, led by Mike Rose. The secondary ranks in the top units, as does the defensive line. This is a loaded Iowa State team and a legitimate national title contender. And Heck, they beat Oklahoma in the regular season last year. If they knock them off in the regular season again this year, could very well be an undefeated season. Uncharted waters. It's incredible talking about Iowa State in this vein. We talked about Texas, ton of talent. We'll see what Sark does in year one. Oklahoma, we know they're going to be there. That next year, that's something that Ken and I, Phil, we've been trying to figure out here throughout the spring and now into the summer. Who do you like most out of that next year in the Big 12? If somebody is going to surprise, it's not Texas or Oklahoma or Iowa State. Who's that team you've targeted? You know, I'm going to go with the TCU Horned Frogs. And Gary Patterson last year, his team went 6-4, and four, but you know, they had some circumstances. Max Dugan missed the, the beginning of the year, uh, and I think with Max Dugan back, that's a big plus for them. They've got a heck of a running back room led by Zach Evans. Zach Evans was my number one running back out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a roundabout way to get to <laughs> sure did. and That didn't really, didn't, didn't really see the field until midseason. You know? And then after that, he really came on. I think he's going to really have a big year this year. The offensive line is solid. Uh, defensively, Gary Patterson always feels one of the best defenses in the Big 12. So they're strong on both sides of the football. Uh, they, they get Texas at home, and they've had a really good track record against Texas. They do have to play Oklahoma on the road, Iowa State on the road. But I think if anybody jumps in there, it would be the TCU Horned Frogs. Uh, let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, you know, one of the things when I when I get uh, start refreshing my memory on on the Big Ten, 
it's, it's not the shiniest group of quarterbacks in the Big Ten. There's, there's not seemingly a game-breaker. I love Penix. I mean, I don't think he scored against Penn State. <laughs> Trent will argue with me. I, I'm looking at Graham Mertz as, as a guy that, you know, I keep waiting for, for Mertz, and maybe this is his year. But when you look at the quarterback class uh, in the Big Ten, maybe at least preseason-wise, we I don't feel it's, um, you know, it's on par with some other years. Would you go there? I would agree with you, especially you look at my fourth-team quarterback in the Big Ten, Jack Plummer, and he'll be up there statistically, uh, but I don't think he's a first or second or third-round draft pick in the NFL. Uh, I do like Graham Mertz, uh, and Mertz last year, you know, maybe he had too much success too early. You look at that first game he had against Illinois when he had 20 or 21 passes and was pretty much anointed as the living up to his PS number uh, four billing that he had coming into his career. Uh, and then he sort of tallied off as the season went on. But the thing I like is he's got a good supporting cast. The receiving core is better. The offensive line stronger. And I think he's going to benefit from the fact that uh, things didn't go so well in the second half of the year. Maybe keep his nose to the groundstone a little bit. I think he'll be one of the better quarterbacks in the NCAA. But I would definitely agree with that statement. I think when you're looking at the the, the Big Ten quarterbacks, there's not that huge star power that jumps out. And by the way, I do think Penix uh, was short, but didn't score. There you go. See, Trent, I told you. <laughs> All right, you guys, that's the tiebreaker right there. Phil Steele, when we get that. <laughs> Phil, uh, for a long time, well before the college football playoff, you were a proponent of a four-team playoff and keeping the regular season intact, keeping the importance there. Well, we know in future years that the four-team playoff is going to be going away. I want to get your perspective on that. I know it's something that's not a part of the magazine, but looking forward for you, such a huge college football fan that you are, your thoughts on this 12-teamer we're going to be getting here soon. Yeah, well, it was something I fought for years, was the expansion of the uh, the four-team. I, I, for 10 years, I wrote an article in the magazine about the beauty of the four-team playoff, one against four, two against three. Gives you a true national champ, keeps the regular season intact, keeps the bowls intact. Uh, and doesn't become a battle of attrition d- during a long playoff run. So all those factors were there. Uh, no sense fighting it anymore. We're going to 12 teams. And I already had a, a two-page article written in the magazine, Avoid Bracket Creep. You know what? I tore the article up because <laughs> we went to the press June 15th, and it became obvious to me at that time that there's no sense fighting it anymore. So, uh, But it'll be interesting to see. You know, I think that the negative would be, as I mentioned, uh, the, doesn't make the regular season games as important, or even the championship games. You know, let's say uh, Alabama's playing Georgia, and uh, it you know normally it would be an elimination game to make the playoff, but if you got Alabama and Georgia each with one loss or zero losses, loser of the game, winner of the game's in. Guess what? Losers of the loser of the game is in. Uh, Oklahoma plays Iowa State in the Big Twelve championship game. Does it really mean anything because both teams make the playoff? Uh, at the end of the run. So, you know, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, No sense fighting it anymore. But, yes, I was a four-team playoff guy. Mm, You know what I couldn't find in your magazine this year uh, was your bowl projections. Not that, I mean, it's it's difficult to do. I get that. It's one of my first pages that I go to just to see where you've got Iowa and Iowa State and uh, a destination that potentially Trent and I might be heading to (laughs) uh, in December. But uh, that not part of this year's magazine, Phil. Yeah, we didn't put it in this year. Uh, you know, a lot of the times the bowl projections, I mean, there's just so much that goes in this magazine, guys. We spent seven months doing it. And that last week or so is just, uh, you know, I have to get my, my power ratings finalized, get everything done. And, and sometimes the bowl projections just tend to be thrown in there at the end. And I didn't want any more stuff thrown in at the end that wasn't, Phil Steele quality. So we did take the bowl projections out this year. Maybe I'll throw them up on the website uh, in uh, late July. 
Deal. That'd be good. I, we will be clicking on that, and no doubt we'll be talking about it here on the radio show. Well, Phil, uh, before we get out of here, speaking of the playoff, I know you got your power numbers out there, but without those bowl projections, you don't have who you think is going to make the college football playoff. If you're setting it up right now, we'll look for the article at the end of the month, but who would you have, one verse four, two verse three? You know, I'm going way out on a limb here, guys. I've got uh, Alabama from the SEC, <laughs> yes. uh, Clemson from the ACC. Wow. How about Ohio State oh. in the Big Ten? And uh, Oklahoma from the Big 12. Okay. So how's that for being a risk taker this yeah. year, guys? Yeah. I, what I did notice, too, is all four of the full playoff teams from last year, not that I'd love to dig into this. They all have new quarterbacks. Oh, Clemson's has played before mm-hmm. in Ugalali, or butchering his name. but uh, Ooh, young Galele. There you go. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, Phil, uh, I appreciate it. I first talked to you in 2000 or 2001, so I've uh, been talking to you for a lot of years, and this magazine is for what Trent and I do and for college football fans is a must-have. Barnes & Noble, that's here locally. I know the digital copy is available now online, correct? That's right. At philsteel.com, you could get the digital copy and be reading it in the next five minutes. Or Barnes & Noble, Books A Million are the, the local retailers. You can also get the hard copy at philsteel.com. Uh, just go there and order it. And, uh, you know, I can't thank you for enough for having me on back in 2000 no. when, when we did the first show together. Uh, the magazine's progressed quite a bit since the, the beginning. And uh, the good thing is once I get somebody to get, get the magazine in their hands, they become a lifelong reader. It seems like they can't be without it in future years. Trent and I would echo mm-hmm. that. Well done, Phil Steele. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Good luck again this year, Phil. Hey, a lot of fun talking football with you guys, as always. Indeed. Thanks for having me on. Yep, take care. Phil Steele. PhilSteele.com, Barnes & Noble. Books a Million. Have you heard of Books a Million? I've know. heard of it. Have I, you? There's nothing locally, though, I that has think it. there yet. is. But, um, and Barnes & Noble, as I said, Monday. You were there Monday morning. The one on University. I haven't been to the mall. Jordan Creek, that also has a Barnes & Noble to know if they have them there. But at the time, there were about, I think, down to 15 left there. Uh, the shipping was between 20 and 25, I was told. So, they had been plucked over a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not sure where they are today. It's 20 bucks For the college football fan that really likes to dive in deep, though, and yep. I understand, is this information available on your computer, on your phone? It is. I mean, you can, yeah, you can find it. it's put together. But the way that it is put together, the, the ease yep. that it's there... For what we do, the surprise teams. I mean, there, yeah. there's a lot. Like you said, it's it's, it's a seven month endeavor uh, to to bring this together. Twenty bucks. It's the most accurate uh, and documented mm-hmm. accurate mag college football magazine out there. Is he due for a bad year? Maybe. Right. Um, Cyclone fans hope that that's not their team that right. throws those numbers. Out. I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. Um, we'll see. Those position rankings as he is going through the number. Two linebacker group linebacker in the country. Trent has always been. No, wait, that's not Iowa State. It's Penn State. That's right. I knew not it was Iowa State. State. Just a little bit different. Okay, I was mistaken. The number four offensive line. How many conversations in just mm. the Campbell era have we said, yes. this offensive line stinks? If they had an offensive line, they might be really good. Number four mm-hmm. in the country. Seven starters mm-hmm. with experience coming back on mm-hmm. that offensive line. That running back's not bad either. Well, and, and it's not just that, it's the group as a whole that he puts together. This is Iowa State. I know we talk about it a lot. And I, I had a Cyclone fan tell me uh, last week, you know, at times it, it gets a little annoying. So you guys just saying, man, I can't believe it. But it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yes. Ken Miller, more than anybody in this market, sat through some 
god-awful, dreadful, yes. awful football games watching start to finish. Right. Just in case somebody would bring up a point on Monday. Two and ten. But you know what? I want to say this, too. Regardless if it was an 11-game or a 12-game, if it was a two-win or a three-win season, fans were there. Yeah. And they're coming back next year. Mm-hmm. And they're all off-season. This is our year. Right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's the, the, um, the hype meter always in the same spot. This is going to be it. Well, you know what? This might be it. This might be it. This might be it. Unreal. It's unreal. Okay. Uh, take a time out. Come back. Finish the hour again, folks. If you... Barnes & Noble, it's a must-have. It, it's it's absolutely terrific. Have you seen the digital version of the magazine I have. Before? One of my buddies gets that every year. Is that right? And he showed me kind of what it looked like on his phone. Yeah, On his phone? On his phone. And it worked pretty well. I, really? I was surprised... Because I thought, oh, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Now, he uses it usually at work and his work, his uh, desktop computer that he has at home because he is a big numbers guy. He's a degenerate. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's the reasoning behind it. And I think he also gets Phil's picks that he has every week that comes oh. out with it. I wonder how much, how much is that? Do you know? It's in the magazine. I, I think I saw an ad for it somewhere. I think he can get it for like 70 bucks for the year, for something the like that. Season, not yeah. Bad. It's not crazy by any means. And I, Phil normally does a pretty good job with that. Of course, there's no guarantees. It is gambling, by the way, but he does a good job. And even on the phone, though, I was surprised how easy it was to read the information. It's a different format than obviously what the magazine's, magazine is, but mm-hmm. you can find everything you're looking for. Uh, we'll take a time out, come back. Uh, in hour number two, we'll talk more about Iowa State, but we're going to focus a lot on basketball as T.J. Otzelberger and some of the new faces uh, met the media yesterday. Dave Sproul was there. We'll do that at 11.05. Tom Cakert on the Hawks. We'll catch up with Tom. Uh, Claxon's Barbecue. About an hour from now, we'll be giving four of you an opportunity for people that haven't played within the last month, uh, an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. Uh, that's coming up at about 11.45. ClaxonBBQ.com. ClaxonBBQ.com. Miller and Condon with you until noon on 1460. KXNO and 1-800-BETS-OFF. This one gets by the third baseman. They're going to send him. He'll come on in, and that'll be our first run of the ball game. And the end is second goes Wadstrom. Trent, I'm not sure you're on the air. I, I think I hit the wrong button. There. I think you did. I, I was mean, talking. Yeah, I don't think whatever you were saying, I don't think came much. You want to do it again? Yeah, we yeah. had the play of the day. We had the play of the day. It was brought to you by CISN TV. Okay. That was Bennett Wadstrom uh, with the RBI double for Southeast Spoke. Dar Danielson on the call. 4 1 final for Southeast Spoke coming up this week on CISN. Looking forward to Tuesday, Southeast Spoke in Waukee. High school softball there. Then Menace Soccer both on Wednesday and Saturday. Saturday, July 10th, that'll be the regular season finale for The Menace, all on CISN TV. All right, we do have a little bit of breaking news. It's not like, wow, breaking news, yeah. but uh, we've talked about it a number of times. Hard Knocks, apparently, according to Adam Schefter, and thank you, Logan Shaw, for passing this on to us, has selected America's team. The Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. will be Hard Knocks this year. Um 
That's not bad. Yeah. Dak coming back off right? injury. Uh, Richard Sherman potentially signing there. Got some good receiving core. Ezekiel. You got Jerry Jones. <laughs> He's big time. Um, so we'll we'll see. Uh, but uh, at least we know how now have that team identified. Uh-huh. You know, somebody said it earlier in the week. It might have been Vinny Iyer. Uh, COVID had to be a factor in this as to who was going to be, you know, the cameras moving freely about the mm-hmm. getting the access that they did. Maybe some of the teams didn't want them to. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and that potentially was one of the reasons that this w- did drag out as far as it did. Well, and kind of thinking back to last year when they had the double teams, mm-hmm. they had the Rams along with the Chargers together. Maybe it was something they couldn't get as much footage on one team that they normally did. Oh, so yeah. if we have two kind of splice it together in that way would maybe make some sense kind of thinking about it. But those cameras, the way they get the access that they have, yeah. just seeing them cutting guys, GMs talking about important things, mm-hmm. coaches, it's riveting television I year after year. I think it is year. too. I think it is too. It's, it's uh, again, one of those, like we talked about earlier, one of those boxes you check as you get closer to the season starting. Have the Broncos ever been on? No. Nope. Bears have not either. Nope. Um, Chiefs have. Yep. Vikings have. Ah, uh, the Chiefs. Yes, I'm almost positive. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I know some of them. Some of you forget. Some of Houston was good with JJ Watt. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Baltimore going way back was fantastic. That might have been my favorite uh, season. Season of Hard Knocks. So I'm scrolling through here. Um, Ravens were the first one. Followed by the Cowboys, Chiefs, Cowboys again, Bengals, Jets, Dolphins, no, Bengals. The Jets again. was terrific. That was a good one. Rex Ryan was a star. Yes. Falcons, there's that Texans one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. The Rams in 2016, the Buccaneers. That was not good. The Browns, I like that one. Yeah, the, the offensive line coach. Yes. Right? right? The, the, big the old guts. guy, big dude yeah. with the big mustache. Right. Uh, Raiders, and then last year, of course, the Rams the and double. the Chargers. But no Vikings, no Packers, no Bears. Yeah, well, you can't be a, you can't be a playoff team. That that eliminates you from if you made the playoffs the year before, or you have a new coach. It's not a big problem for the Bears. Well, that's true. Wonder why they have been uh, probably a new coach. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, uh, All Star teams have been named. Do you know? I mean, here's a trivia question, mm-hmm. and this surprised the hell out of me. What team has the most starters? What major league team? funneled the most starters to their respective league's all-star team. So I didn't see the all-star selections. I didn't see the rosters. I watched two minutes of the show. It was when Sal Perez was being announced as a starter. And oh, I didn't know there was a show. Yeah, on ESPN. Uh, okay. I think at like 6 o'clock, something like that. I flipped it on. That was enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I went somewhere else. So I didn't see. I'm going to guess, though, the White Sox. Toronto Blue Jays. That makes sense. Toronto Blue Jays. Because of the name recognition of those young guys. But it's it's Teoscar Hernandez. He's not a name recognition. He is not a name. Right? He's a good baseball player. Good baseball He's player. He's not a name. Perez, uh, Guerrero, Simeon, those are the two of the three Jays. Raphael Devers at third. Xander Bogart starting shortstop. Mike Trout, who won't play, but he was named Aaron mm-hmm. Judge. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, Shohei Otani will be the DH. National League, Posey for his seventh. Uh, then around the infield, Freddie Freeman, Adam Fraser, the Pirates, Arnado, uh, Fernando Tatis, surprise, <laughs> Eric Acuna. Um, boy, he had a massive home run earlier this week. Nick Castellanos from Cincinnati. They have a nice season. He has had a nice season from Detroit to Chicago to Cincy. And Jesse Winkler from the uh, from the Reds as well. Oh, interesting. The Reds put two 
guys on the All-Star team, two outfielders. Well, I figure the, the Blue Jays have a huge advantage, though. they got three cities that are voting for their guys. <laughs> yeah, Dunedin, Buffalo, and yeah, But you know what? Don't you have to go to the... Well, you don't have to. You vote online, right? Vote online. But remember when you couldn't vote online before there wasn't online and oh, you had to yeah. fill those things out, you the punch, punch in things? there. Sitting in the Metrodome. Oh, absolutely. Got a dome dog in one hand, pencil (laughs) in the other as I'm punching out the little things. No doubt. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Kicks off hour number two. Tom Kakert on the Hawks. Claxton's Barbecue. We've got an hour to go on Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. (laughs) 